I'm Haley. I'm Hope. I'm Hannah. We're from Georgia, and we like KCI in Irvine. In Irvine. <laughs> The opinions and views expressed in this program do not reflect those of KUCI, its management, or the UC Board of Regents. To find out more about this talk show or other talk shows broadcasting on KUCI, log on to our website at KUCI.org or check out the latest program guide. KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. Thank you for listening to Our Digital Future here every Friday at 4.30 p.m. with your host, me, that's Ziba Z. You just heard a song to start off the show by Hey Mercedes, and that there was a song called Quit. So, um, we have a special guest today in studio. I want to introduce Trevor Wilkes. Hey, Ziba. Thanks for coming down. It's not too far. We're both at the Science Library today, which is directly behind the radio station. It's true. We're, we're uh, we're like less than a hundred steps away probably. So we both work till 4 p.m. So we came directly from our library staff positions of, uh, as that's, library. That's some dedication, I think. <laughs> yeah. Library then radio, which not just any radio, but radio about libraries. That's right. We're, we're obsessed <laughs> with libraries here. <laughs> we really are. And like, because Trevor here is very dedicated, has been working in the library since he was an undergrad way before me yeah I, I think back in 2000 I uh, I was I was looking for a job on campus and I met a girl by the name of Stacy she was working at the the Langston library when it was called the main library at the time and she she encouraged me to apply for the job and at, the, at that point I thought I wanted to be maybe a mathematician or something but it didn't work out with my schooling so I switched to English later, and that was the humanities library, so it worked out pretty well. I just moved, moved up in the, in the library system, and uh, it started off as a, as a student assistant to position, and then you get promoted, so you can input data entry into the computers. It, it's pretty uh, self-explanatory stuff, but it was good having the experience, and uh, I'm kind of shy, so it kind of got me out of my shell a little bit, which was good, so... You meet a lot of people. Sometimes my professors would come in, and uh, you'd see them check out books or ask to put books on reserve. So it was a, it was a good experience. And then, how did you get to where you were after your bachelor's degree? Well, it just so happened after I was graduating, a position opened up in the science library and access services where I work, and. Um, I think there were only two or three candidates that interviewed, and I interviewed, and I got the job, and I've been there ever since 2003, and uh, working the loan desk. We, we've, we started upstairs on the second floor, and then about a year or so ago, we moved downstairs to the first floor, so that's where we are right now. And then you've been successful at applying to library school because... You, not just anyone can be a librarian, but someone that has a library degree from library school, which, I mean, really now they call it information science. That's true. Information science programs, like Masters of Science in Library Information Science, 
and you've been accepted into a number of grad programs. Number of grad programs, but yeah, only only one I've ever been accepted to is UCLA. And Which then, is the only one I've ever been rejected <laughs> to twice. And then the only ones you've been admitted to, I've been rejected from. So I, I didn't get into Rutgers, you did. I didn't get into University of Washington, you did. But I didn't apply to San Jose State, so the good news is I got into UCLA once. The bad news is that I wasn't ready to go at the time, so decided not to. And I applied the following year, didn't get into UCLA, so I'm going to give it one more shot, take the GRE once again, and hopefully, uh, if it's meant to be, hopefully I'll get in there or somewhere else, in some online program maybe, if UCLA doesn't admit me. And how do you like the application process? I think, well, I've, I've learned a lot by being rejected from some schools. Um, I, I know that when you apply to library school, at least the University of Washington, they're not so interested in what professors you want to work with as, as far as they're interested, and they're more interested in what your vision is for the libraries what you want to do within the library, maybe what field you want to work in within the library. So that was interesting and uh, to learn that because I think I applied to Washington thinking I was either going to be a, a, an English librarian or a law librarian and they didn't like so much the fact that I didn't specify the one direction I wanted to go. But I guess I've heard it said a friend of ours, Boleyn, got into UCLA for library school and she said you kind of find your focus sometimes when you're in library school so that's that's kind of where I'm leaning right now just to take some classes in a library school and see where my uh, where my likes and dislikes are and although you've worked in libraries not necessarily around librarians because that's a different um, department there's reference department and then there's access services access services there's cataloging acquisitions what 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 do they consider your department? You, you guys are part of Access too, right? And um, the reference as well. Because we're, yeah. we're a part of the reference meeting, so we get to talk to the reference librarians about the issues. But we're not on the reference desk. That's true. We that's work true. with them. So that's one thing people um, don't understand is when you walk into the library, the first desk you see isn't the reference desk necessarily. That's true, and a lot of the students assume we're either student workers or or librarians and. I know, Ziva, you're halfway through your program, but you have to get the degree in order to be a librarian, at least in most institutions I've, I've seen. You have to have at least your library science degree. And one, one thing people have always asked me, and maybe, maybe you've addressed in other shows, but they say, like, what, what all can you really learn in library school? They always say, like, you know, there's not that much to a library, but I think when you start working for a library and learn about the different aspects of your department maybe sometimes it's there's a lot behind the scenes that people don't know about you know yeah in library school there's many different classes I mean I just had someone ask me this week that's interested in switching from their career path in academia with their PhD in anthro to a degree in library information science and do a career path in the library so they're asking me well what is it that you learn and it's really varied it's up to you what you want to learn is based on what you're interested in so that's that's the cool thing I think about your program in Illinois is, is 
a lot of other programs seem like they're more structured whereas yours I was looking on the website and they said that you can um, pretty much tailor your own program throughout the whole year or year and a half or however long you're there so that if you want to be flexible it seems like your program is probably one of the best in the nation for for flexibility yeah you can take whatever classes you you like that are interesting to you so for me I'm sure if, if anyone's heard my show before, you know I've done museums and library exhibition class, library buildings and society past and present class, and that was more about the history of the building itself via the architect. Oh, okay. So I just had one about the UCI Langston Library, and I s discovered that in 1965 it first opened, and oh, wow. that the architect was um, William Peltison. Oh, okay. Peraria or something and then that, that's the dreaded question I always get at the loan desk like who's the architect of the science library and oh, I, always, they do? I always have to look it up because every every so often someone will come in with that question and a lot of times I don't have it in the back of my head so that's yeah, we learned he was British the one from the science library that he built it in the 90s and then he died before it was opened oh yeah I didn't know that that's 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 interesting. I knew he was British, but I didn't know he never got to see the library for the grand finish. opening. Yeah, wow. being that the services start on the second floor. Oh uh, yeah. I mean, initially, but then the loan desk moved down. Yeah, to the we moved we moved down because of the budget. I guess it was expensive to staff the pay for the the separate desks and uh, have room keys and for reserve for uh, reserving study rooms and things. It just makes it easier, I think, when you come into the library you see the loan desk when you're leaving the library the loan desk is on the first floor but so we work at an academic university library but have you ever worked in a public library you know i i volunteered when i was in high school at the huntington beach public library but it wasn't that extensive i i think i may have even just applied for for volunteering and and gone there a lot just to to, to work I, I i think that uh Me too yeah i i definitely I, I went to the long beach main library oh uh, that was your that was your main hangout and when i was super young and then other than that the los altos public library by my elementary school minigant in long beach by cal state long beach across the street that's cool well, it's like I never, I never came to UCI thinking I'd end up in a library, and then me neither. Uh, I, I had a lot of people. Even when I took, thinking about applying to Fuller Seminary, I, I met some people in the, in the library there, and one lady said, "Well, I know a priest, but he's, he actually likes, he's actually getting into the library science." And I met another guy at a theological school in, in Austin. It said like, library, librarianship, for, for theological libraries was really needed. So I'm like. Well, there's got to be a niche for me somewhere in the library, so... Yeah, there was a couple people with that background in our library school. Oh, really? Mm hmm That's pretty cool. Maybe, yeah. and more so, like, because of the Midwest. I don't know if it's... Yeah, no, I, I think you're right. There, 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 I took some classes at Harding Grad School of Religion, and that was in Memphis, Tennessee. So I think you're right about that. A lot... There are, there are a lot of... Like, Wheaton College, I think, is out in Illinois, or some, somewhere around there. There's a... Michigan has a lot of like Protestant colleges and stuff, but it seems like it seems like within library science, if you want to be a librarian, it's good to have either your bachelor's. They say maybe you don't necessarily need your bachelor's in what you want to study, but have people told you sometimes it's good to get a second master's or yeah, or, 
maybe maybe for the for for academic librarians, but I know I know a lot of our librarians at the science library. Not all of them have second bachelors in mm-hmm. in science, but they're they're really knowledgeable. And then also like you've been a part of radio in the past too. So you've done the alumni slot because you did the radio what in 2000 or what? Yeah, it was like I think 1998 through maybe up to, through 2000. I did it with a friend Elizabeth Kim. She's now Elizabeth Bing- Bingold. She got married and uh, she uh, she actually went to law school. She's a, she's a lawyer now and her husband I think went to MIT. But anyway. That was it. Was pretty fun. We we would always go to the Glass House for shows, and I haven't been to the Glass House in years. And um, what we liked, uh, I don't know, Cardigans and the Laws and all these '90s rock bands. And that's interesting. There's a lot of um, I'm a former guest from the recent weeks. Herself was in um, radio at her Chapman University. Oh, okay. oh, really? So, and now she's um, finishing library school at San Jose State. So it's That's funny how sweet. all these people into radio, college radio, are going into library information science. They think it goes hand in hand with the technology. You know, library information science people. You know, pretty tech savvy. No, no you're 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 way more so than me. You're you're like shooting videos and like oh, no. doing streaming stuff, and I can do the basics. But yeah, it. I guess working at the MRC, you're kind of required to know more of the technical side of things. But have people ever come up to you and said, like, the libraries are going to go digital and then no one's going to have need for librarians in the future? Yeah, I've heard that, and it's just that we're just redefining our definition. I think, well, at least in the law library when I was over there, one of the librarians said she still thinks you need a librarian to help you access the resources you're, you're looking for because it's not always super user-friendly. Because it's true, it's a lot online, a lot of electronic resources. Yeah, it's true. Like a, a lot of a lot of journals we have uh, in current periodicals, if they're not there, they're usually online, and uh, it's pretty convenient. You can just download the PDF or whatever, and it's 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 super super easy that way. So a lot of librarians are great when you want a specific topic, article from a journal, academic journal. It's true. Yeah, they they. Uh, they can give you journals or help you find microfilm, and I think sometimes like interlibrary loans fun because you can you can order something if you ever ever want to buy a book and we don't own it. You can just order the book on interlibrary loan, and I've done that with music books before. Before I picked up guitar tabs, I've I've ordered them through interlibrary loan and tried to decide if I wanted to buy the book or not. Yeah, I just put in an interlibrary loan request for something that got canceled because it doesn't circulate. It's like a oh, really? DVD uh, series, t- oh, wow. series, and they're like, oh, this doesn't circulate. But that's mostly of what happens with film and video. It doesn't circulate because it's supposed to stay at the institution that purchased it for that's copyright true. reasons. That's true. Whoever purchased it, you have to watch it there. Even if it's another UC, it doesn't circulate. Well, I know sometimes, if it's not super obscure, sometimes like the public libraries, like, a lot of people tell me Newport Beach Public Library is a really good place to That's where I go. rent videos and things. Yeah, I have the same item that I requested here through Interlibrary Loan on film. Um, I have it on a hold request for it over there at the oh, Newport Beach Public Library. Oh, that's cool. I was number four in line. Oh, wow. No, no, it, 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 it's good because it's like, I guess it, once you're a, a university librarian, you might think there's nothing you could get in the public libraries, but a, a lot of books I've requested 
that don't come from the UCs have come from public libraries. And sometimes it's from the Orange County Public Library, so I think I could have just gone there directly and and picked it up, which I probably could. But then Interlobby Loan would be out of business, so that's a good job for it. <laughs> no, it's true, yeah. But there's always stuff you need to get that's only available like outside the California or whatever. I know for library information science um, course books, a lot of them I found at UC Riverside, so I would just drive over there and get it. Uh, yeah, I, I remember I had to do that when I took a class, like a, a grad school class, that I was too late on getting one of the resources, so I had to drive out to Riverside and photocopy it, and then it worked out, but I always have that fear, you go out there and it's not on the shelf. That's true, it's a long drive. And, and then you're like, no. Yeah, but do you ever deal with um, the students that put stuff back on the shelf I think that's part of your job right well we we put them on the sorting cart but I worked for one of the girls in access actually women she wouldn't want me to call her a girl Su- Susie she actually um, she works with the kids that do the reshelving so the books go into the trucks and then they go into the sorting room and then I th- and then in the sorting room they kind of organize them a little bit and then they go back up to the shelves so like sometimes you'll go into the catalog and you'll see a book that says being shelved and you might check the sorting room too because it may not have made its way all the way to the shelves. And that's a nice job because they get to listen to their iPods, right, or something. It's true. But yeah, I've, I found for me sometimes since I don't have an iPod, I it, it's super, uh-huh. I don't know, I, my mind starts wandering. So I, I have to, I like working at the desk. It just gives me interaction with people. But it's good to have a break. Or, it's good to have both a, a little bit of each each job, I guess. Yeah, library staff that choose to be at a service desk—they're very, you know, people friendly. Or you learn. I wasn't always—I wasn't always, <laughs> mm-hmm. I wasn't always as. Uh, I, I'm not super outspoken, but the I desk. I remember you used to do the announcement on the speakers. Yeah, like, the library will be closing in 10 minutes. And everybody thought it was recording until I made a mistake a few times and they're like, you're not a robot. <laughs> I, I was always saying like people should be like, uh, the library is closing in 10 minutes, have a happy weekend or something. Yeah, I always felt like doing that. I just kind of feared I may not, may not have a job the next, oh, next no. week. No, I'm, I'm sure it would have been fine. But Yeah, a lot of uh, libraries have different policies. Things. Yeah, it's true. Like, I actually it was interesting when, that you say that. I went to one of the libraries and um, it was either Scripps College or one of the Claremont schools, and they actually had a full-on cafeteria, our our little cafe coffee shop on the bottom of their library. I'm like, this this would be something really cool to have at science, but I think they said we don't have any r- running water on the second floor near the where they want to yeah they were thinking of putting a cafe up there on the second floor yeah i, I it would have been kind of cool but i don't know it's maybe i'm old-fashioned but i i i kind of believe that if there wasn't food in the libraries it might be a little bit of a cleaner place but i don't know it, it's nice to have food when you're studying but i think sometimes people bring in main courses and like full-on pizza orders and Cause you probably get that question a lot because you're the first desk and so you walk in and you see people bring the food from the outside and they're probably asking you are we allowed to bring food in? Technically yeah but uh, drinks they always have to have covers on them and um, I suppose even if you had a lid you could take it off but at least it, 
it looks like it's it's pretty spill proof. And then you're you've been the, in the library since 2000, you said. Yeah, t- since 2000. So it's about 11 years here at UCI working in the libraries, and I know you've been looking, just exploring other positions, and you, you recently got a interview coming up. So good luck with that. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't want to. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to say where where it is or, or what it is, but, but but it's one. I it's one of the top. I found out it's one of the top five most beautiful campuses. So if you if you're into research, I guess you can uh, you can find out what we're talking about. I think that'd be a dream job to be working at a university that's one of the most beautiful campuses. Cause then it would be cool, it, and it's 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 pretty close by. So maybe you get an, an idea of where it is. But you you know Ziva, we won't say anything. <laughs> no. But, but yeah, it's great that you you're out there, you know, putting your resume out. Like I put mine out and I got rejected. <laughs> well, I don't think you put a ton of them out there, did no. you? Yeah, I, I I think I don't know. Sometimes you have to put out like mo- dozens and dozens before you even hear back. You know, I think once you get your library science degree, that's going to open up a heck of a lot more opportunities for you than because they call the jobs like we have right now the paraprofessional jobs. And oh like, yeah. You, you can't really. You can't really, it seems like you can't really advance all that far with those jobs if you want to be a librarian at least. That's why I was like, oh, I better go try to get into library school, and it took me twice to get in. But at least you got in. It, did you tell, the, you totally told the viewer, the listeners that you, you got a second bachelor's degree, and that probably helped you a lot. Yeah, the first time they said, oh, your GPA is too low for grad school, go back to school, raise your GPA. So I figured, oh, another degree in a subject that's actually interesting, like film and media studies. So went back as full-time staff and full-time student, and it was a pretty great deal. Well, that that's a good thing, because like, the job I... I got an offer for I actually have to have a, a reading knowledge of a foreign language or it's preferred. And my Spanish is, I think my reading Spanish is, is much better than my comprehension and speaking, so, or listening and speaking, so I, th- I think I need to hit the dictionary over the summer so I can, like, make it, make my way, or I, I don't know, if I have a dictionary with me, I think I can figure out a lot of the text. If I was out of school, I would be taking the. I would be trying taking the Farsi classes they have here. Oh, through the extension? Yeah. Oh wow. I would try just because that's such a great opportunity, like to be working on campus and learning a language of something. I mean, my father's from Iran, but I don't know the language. That's cool. No, that's true. That's one thing I was thinking about. If I ever got into UCLA for library school, like. My mom's background is Croatian and Polish, and they have Croatian-Serbian classes. You can take, I don't know how difficult it is if you don't have a knowledge of, like, other European languages besides English, but it seems kind of interesting, because I, I noticed UCLA, they have, like, a Coptic, Egyptian classes. They have, I think they have Farsi. They've got, like, um, yeah, just more obscure stuff, like, like Serbian-Croatian, like, small they have like church church Coptic or, or, or Ser- Serbian like weird weird stuff I, I hadn't uh, I hadn't seen too many other places and again I want to tell everyone you're listening to Our Digital Future Fridays at 4.30pm Pacific Standard Time if you're listening online through, via the web at kci.org we're streaming live we're um, sh- coming to the end of our show and today our guest has been Trevor Wilkes Thanks for having me on. It was it, it's 
this is the part of radio I hate the most is speaking. I, I, oh, no. I, much, I, I, I enjoy the playing the music, but not so much the, the talking. But it, it's easier now because uh, it was a lot easier than my first my first radio show. It was all about like my voice cracking <sighs> and like. Oh. Yeah. Then that was like 98 was your first radio show. Three to six in the morning. Oh, me too. So I started out 2003 to six in the morning. Sometimes uh, you don't realize how long three hours is until you have a radio show. Unless you have like a, a massive collection of music. It, I ended up recycling a lot of the same stuff every week. Me too. That's why after nine years of music, I was like, let me try talk, public affairs, programming. It's, no, it, it, it's a good... It's a good, it's a good transition, I think, and uh, talk about libraries, museums, and archives. Yeah, I mean, I, I even speaking of libraries and archives, uh, I see all the time jobs at at the Getty for archivists. S- stuff it sounds kind of interesting, like working it with their, I don't know, manuscript collections or, or like, paintings or or, or different different things. Lots of opportunity out there, people. Go get your degrees. It it kind of it kind of the bad news is like we only have two library schools in California. Like San Jose State has one, and but distance uh, learning. That's true. Distance learning. So definitely apply all over the nation. That's what I did. That's true. Like, let's see how how many distance learning can we mention? There's there is there's seven because I applied to eight. There's I mean there's more than seven, but those those are the ones. Well, the big the big name school. The top, the top three I was deciding between was um, Illinois, New York, and Washington. Oh, that's right, Syracuse, right? Mm-hmm. Syracuse is really good. Those and are like some of the top three or something. What, what is like? What's like the specialty your school does best? I'm um, not. I think um, children's children's librarian, but I'm trying to do a special collections archiving certificate cool. and a film and media studies uh, subject. I, I once saw this really obscure job at UC Santa Cruz. It was for Grateful Dead archivist. Oh yeah, they talked about that in the uh, <laughs> archiving class. That's like as that's like as a small small niche librarian you can yeah. get as small as possible. Well, we've got to wrap it up now, so we're gonna say goodbye. Thank you, Trevor. All right. Well, thanks for having me. Yeah, I'm so glad you could finally make it down. I know I've been trying to have you on for a while. I know it, it's been it's a, yeah I, I finally Yay. finally followed through yeah. Thanks for listening to Our Digital Future. Stay tuned next week and stay tuned for more great public affairs programming. Right now we're going to end the show with a song by Hey Mercedes. Here's Every Turn.